Hello and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. I'm Joey Wright and sports editor Matt Daniels will join me soon. This week we ventured out to Monticello for the first time in Extra Prep history to chat with Kevin Roy's Monticello boys basketball team headlined by Drew Shepard and Will Ross, the Sages 4-3 and three to start the 2022-23 campaign on the heels of a 33-4 mark a year ago and a trip to the IHSA Class 2A state title game. We'll talk about all things Sages basketball, including the upcoming Holiday Hoopla Tournament, such a big event for the Monticello community, both on the boys' side and the girls' side of the sport, and much more. It's all coming up on Extra Prep. This is an episode you won't want to miss. Stay with us. Transfer Portal, NIL, recruiting, covering University of Illinois athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! Hello and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. I'm Joey Wright with News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels. We are in Monticello. Somehow this is the first time we've been in Monticello this school year, catching up with the Sages Boys basketball program. 4-3 and three to start the 2022-23 campaign after 33 wins and a 2A state runner-up finish a year ago. Going to talk to Drew Shepard, Will Ross, and head coach Kevin Roy. And Matt, uh, Drew and and Will didn't play a whole lot last year, but they were on the team in the program, and, and they know what winning looks like. Yeah, exactly, and and that's what Monticello's done uh, throughout the years, and, uh, none greater than, than last season when they came oh so close to, to winning a Class 2A uh, state championship at State Farm Center in, in Champaign. And, uh, they had such a talented senior class last season that uh, a lot of the guys that are on the court this year right now for the Sages are just kind of finding their way in, in the varsity game, and, and that's to be expected. But they're coming off a big win Tuesday night against Arthur Levington Atwood Hammond, a 56-34 triumph, uh, sitting at 4-3 and three this season. Go to Greenville this Saturday for a shootout, play Breeze Modern Day. Uh, down near St. Louis, and then uh, got another game next week against Warrensburg Latham, and then a big event every year uh, in our our area, but also for Monticello boys basketball is the the holiday hoopla, uh, eight team boys tournament, eight team girls tournament that'll tip off uh, right after Christmas. This year runs December twenty sixth through twenty eighth. Uh, Thirty two games th- spread throughout three days here and. One of the best run tournaments uh, by far in our area. Uh, like Kevin Roy likes to joke about, probably one of the best hospitality rooms <laughs> in the state as well. Uh, it's just a, a first-class operation uh, over here at Monticello, and uh, just eager to see how the the hoopla plays out again this year. It's a community effort. Takes a village, as Coach will get into. We'll cover a lot of ground with him, Will and Drew. Sneak in a quick break and. Come back for much more Monticello Boys Basketball coming up on Extra Prep. Stay with us. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. 
please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. In Monticello this week, a very talented duo of Monticello boys basketball players, senior forwards Drew Shepard and Will Ross. Head coach Kevin Roy is here as well. Four and three to start the season on the heels of a runner-up finish in the IHSA's 2A class. Will, you've got the mic right now, so we'll, we'll start with you. Thanks for being with us. Finals week. I know you guys are dealing with that uh, yeah. next couple days. How's, uh, how are they treating you so far? Uh Today was a little rough, but I'm kind of got my easier classes tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to there kind of an what, off day. What do we have today? What yeah, what, what you coming from? I just came from a Spanish final, so Ooh. 100 Ouch. questions, multiple choice. That's you nice, can though. Say adios yep. to that final. That's yeah. right. That's <laughs> right. It's in the rearview mirror. Drew, what uh, what was on the docket for you today? Yeah, I was um, a little opposite. I had an easy day today. Okay. Um, I, I take a business course outside of um, school, okay. um, so we just had a meet day. Um, we're getting ready to pull off a uh, class business. Um, so didn't have first hour final, um, came back in, um, my comp class, we're just working on an essay. Um, and then I had fitness, so oh, easy okay. today, but tomorrow I do have calculus and Spanish. So Ooh. tomorrow, that's a yeah, tough one. Yeah, All right. yeah, gearing up, gearing up for that one. <laughs> yeah. Co- Coach, how was your finals day today? Was it okay? It, it was okay. It's, it's the end of the year, um, or end of the semester uh-huh. push to get all the grades updated and keeping everybody on task and, uh, uh, closing out the semester on a positive note. Uh, well, just keep it with you, Coach, for a second. Uh, had a big win Tuesday night, uh, 56-34 against Arthur Leamington Atwood Hammond. Uh, nice little run to start the game. Uh, held them scoreless for the first quarter, just like a classic Monticello team. <laughs> uh, four and three so far on the season. Obviously lost a ton from last year's team that, that made it to Champaign. Just how would you assess kind of how the first two to three weeks of the season are going for you guys? Uh, I'm, I'm pleased with how they've gone. Uh, you know, our record's not – you know, perfect or anything like that, but it's not what it's about. It's just about us getting better. Uh, and we graduated all of our seniors last year, so these guys saw limited minutes at the varsity level, and uh, uh, they have the most experience on the team at this point. So uh, early season here has been about us you know, defining who we are, uh, finding out what we can be, getting guys' experience. Uh, we got four seniors, and uh, and Drew and Will and Tyler Bundy and Mick Wright, mm-hmm. uh, and then we got Trey Welter a junior, uh, Jack Widener a junior, Raiden Colbert a junior, uh, and then we're uh, also got some sophomores worked into our rotation. So mm-hmm. we're really working on uh, developing some depth and uh, getting the experience on uh, on both ends of the floor right now. What have you learned uh, specifically about the team? For seven games um, you mentioned a, a lot coming back from last year experience wise maybe not necessarily minutes wise what are some of those intangibles some of those specifics that you've uh, you've taken away well these two right here provide great leadership for us you know uh, they're seniors on the team and they take pride in that uh, they want to be on the floor and uh, and uh, uh, you know Drew and Will are both battling for rebounds for us inside. They know what uh, what we're about defensively. Uh, offensively, uh, we've had some struggles uh, early in the season, so that's really our biggest hole right now is uh, uh, ball movement and uh, you know shot selection and, and us being able to to find good shots that we can make. And uh, uh, we can struggle in that department, but uh, we're getting better. Mm-hmm. Will, Coach said you guys know what you guys are about defensively. For those that haven't seen a Monticello game in, in person at all or, or watch you guys on TV like they did last year at the state tournament, what does it mean to play defense here at, at Monticello? Um, you're not going to see a lot of scoring from the other team, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, it definitely means something when you come off the floor and we're 
give up three points in a quarter and we're getting yelled at for <laughs> but he, he always just holds us accountable and it's a team effort like we don't have a guy who just goes out and guards the other team's best player every time it's a matchup thing and the team works together to succeed on the defensive end every game drew is it safe to say if you can't play defense at monticello you're not going to play for sure yeah we get told that all the time like it starts on the defensive end and he doesn't care if you're putting up 35. If you're letting up every basket on the other end, then, yeah, you're going to be sitting on the bench. How do you guys tackle uh, an Illini Prairie Conference that has so many teams that uh, can score the ball? You know, you look at St. Joseph Ogden, Ty Pence, Prairie Central, really good this year, good offense there, a lot of football players stepping up in, in Fairbury, uh, good athletes all around. And then, you know, we could go down the whole conference, but it is such a an, an offensively capable conference. How does your defense-first mentality kind of clash with that? Yeah, um, I think it has a sticking out in this conference as just a different style of play. Mm -hmm. um, and we like to take pride in that, that we see your team with your big um, stars and your talents and mm -hmm. putting up points. And we, I think, lock, lock down and come together as a team just saying, hey, we want to stop that. And like Will said, it's not going to be one person just matching up on that ball. It's gap defense. It's people helping over, and we're going to try to stop that ball from getting in the room. Now, Coach, I don't want to give off this notion that it's, you know, make four passes before you shoot or anything like that. <laughs> but where in, in your coaching background, your playing background, when, when did defense kind of become such a big, important philosophy for you, do you think? Or, or is it something that we just kind of over-exaggerate? No, I, I think early on in my coaching career, um, I was push the ball, push the ball, push the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, let, let's get up and down. Let's make uh, the other teams, you know, play on their heels. And uh, just over the course of my career, uh, you know, I just felt like, just a few certain groups, uh, just like, you know, we, we don't have great scoring ability, so mm -hmm. we've really got to lock in the defense in. And uh, uh, then when those groups that do have the mm -hmm. ability to score come along, it just really puts us at another level. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I can't pinpoint exactly when that was. I think uh, probably that uh, first state team that we had mm -hmm. uh, kind of really – spearheaded and said okay what we're teaching and what we're doing does work because mm -hmm. uh, you know I, was, I mean I don't know if all coaches have some self-doubt but uh, I certainly <laughs> did but uh, you know once you finally find success and you're like okay what we're doing does work mm -hmm. the kids buy in uh, and, and it just it's a much easier sell and, mm -hmm. and you know I feel like we have great athletes here at the at Monticello High School uh, we're not always going to have that guy that that can go out and get 20 mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to always have good athletes so if we can defend uh, we can find ways to compete. Question to both uh, Will and Drew. Will, you can go first. Uh, same question to both of you guys. What's the biggest takeaway? What are the biggest things you learned just from watching last season's team and, and going through that, that ride that they they took you guys on, they took Pike County on, the whole, t whole city of Monticello, the whole state was kind of captivated by what you guys were able to accomplish? Uh, I would say just kind of how they all sacrificed themselves for the betterment of the team. Because they didn't have – I mean, they had Ben and Dylan who were both putting up close to 20 every game. But mm -hmm. other than that, like Trevor Fox, unsung hero of that team, mm -hmm. defensive end, he was everywhere. Go back and watch the film for the St. Joe game even. He was – like Ben was guarding Ty. We held Ty to <laughs> not that many points. And Trevor's just flying around all over the place mm -hmm. the entire game. So I think kind of guys like that, like Tristan Foran too, would come at the end of the game, make his free throws at the end, break the press. He would mm -hmm. be the long ball every time. Just guys like that would sacrifice whatever they were doing mm -hmm. on the court for the betterment of the team, and I think that's why we succeeded late in the year. Drew, what was it like just being a part of that and, and seeing that team you know, up close each and every day in practice? I know you probably didn't get on the court as much as maybe you would have wanted to, but 
just being a part of that run last year, I'm sure that's something, you know, 15, 20 years from now, you can tell your, your kids and grandkids someday about what it was like. Yeah, I just saw the camaraderie of the guys and how they, they all were just best friends, like on and off the court, and how much that impacted the game. Like they're out there having fun with each other. Um, it wasn't a, okay, I have to step over and help guard because, you know, we're playing basketball and that's what you got to do. It's like, no, they actually wanted to. They cared about each other and wanted to help out and wanted each person on that team to do their best. Um, so love seeing that. Um, and then also just the grit that they had, the determination. Like I could just see that um, a team with no just standout superstars were able to come together and do big things just because of the effort they showed and like the, the combined effort too, not just one person, but all everybody on that court. Drew, I want to keep it with you, then we'll go to Will. It, it's something I asked Kevin about before this season, but you guys are winners uh, in, in other sports for Monticello. Drew, you've won a lot of games on the gridiron. Will, no stranger to going low on the golf course. Anything you take away from, from those sports uh, to, to Coach Roy's program here and kind of apply to the hardwood? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hate to say like kind of the same thing twice, but like for me and uh-huh. with football, um, just like the brotherhood that was there, and like we were out there battling and fighting every single game, every single snap. Um, just to like move the ball down the the, the field, and um, that's something I think you take away in life, and that you can apply to any sport that you're playing. Um, it's just that like when you're really having fun with it, and when you can see the relationships that are being built, that just makes it such a better environment to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really strive to kind of bring that environment to any sport that I'm in. And then yeah, same same sort of question to Will. Yeah, so golf is a little bit different, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, the approach that I take to that I really kind of use in everything is you're going to make mistakes on the golf course. You're always going to hit a bad shot every uh-huh. round. But it's what, how you come back from that. And on at basketball, it's whatever, whether it be like a turnover, you want to get it back on defense. And our assistant coach, Coach Mary, always has a next play mentality. And I just kind of use that from my sophomore year through senior year in golf too. And I saw massive improvements there too. And it's not just a basketball thing. We we, we learned last week doing an extra prep in – Muhammad Seymour caught up with their wrestlers. The uh, the, the wrestlers kind of teased the basketball players and, and vice versa. Do the football players tease the golfers at all during uh, the fall season? Is that a, a dynamic? Or? I mean, golf went back-to-back states. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so. Hey, football had Mount Carmel on the ropes down in, in southern Illinois. I don't want to bring that up. Sorry to bring back a bad memory. Oh, man. Yeah. Coach, uh, I did a story on Vic Zimmerman out here in, in June, uh, late June, as he was getting set to, to wrap up his tenure here as superintendent. And something he mentioned is that when he arrived here uh, mid-2000s, Monticello didn't have any IHSA state trophies. Now they have something like 17. Um, and, and you have uh, you know kind of an overlap with him, arrived at about the same time, and, and he's now stepped away. But uh, what, what have the last – you've been here since 2006, 2007, so that would be about 15 years. What have those – Years been like at, at Monticello just to see kind of the evolution of the athletic program and see that trophy case kind of fill up. And, yeah. an, and a nice new gymnasium here. Yeah, too. yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the new gym helps, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't. You know, I don't think the brick and mortar builds a program. I think it's the kids. You know, the kids uh, that are in the program, they're the ones that work, uh, uh, whether it's in a barn or whether it's in the gym. You know, uh-huh. they're they're uh, putting the time in. They're putting the effort. Uh, but, no, it, uh, uh, the, the, all the programs have uh, really exploded and exceeded. I think that has to do with our leadership, um, you know, from the administration to the head coaches to the assistant coaches. Uh, with Coach Mary and Coach Feeney, my assistant coaches, and uh, Coach Williams, uh, 
I mean, I get some, I get a lot, all the credit, but those guys make me look good. Okay. Right. And, uh, and I think that's the way it is. I think coach Walter would go on about his assistant coaches and his staff, uh, and everything that they bring. And they're just, they're not just coaches. They're, they're great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they, they nurture the kids and that's what it's all about. And, uh, I think through that nurturing the kids and develop them as people, uh, that benefits us as well as on the court and on the fields. And, and uh, we try to push them, we challenge them, and we want them to be the best that they can be and uh, uh, get the most out of them. Speaking of a, a Welter uh, coach, you've got one this year in, in Trey Welter. And it seems especially the last couple of games, he's really kind of found an, an offensive stroke. What's been, what's been going well for him offensively these last couple of games? Um, well, he was our point guard, so uh, he's probably our best shooter on the team. I think oh. everybody would agree with that. But, uh, uh, you know, bringing the ball up the floor, he's getting us into the offense, and then he's been able to get that ball back. And, you know, and using uh, guys like Will and Drew as great screeners and, uh, you know, being able to get the ball into the paint where they can kick it back out to him, uh, that's getting him opportunities to score rather than just getting the ball down the floor and getting us into the offense. It's been able to get the ball back around and back to him uh, in those scoring positions. Will, I know it's probably a one-game-at-a-time mentality with this program. I know you've got a shootout uh, Saturday down in Greenville. He plays Breeze Modern Day. You've got Warrensburg-Latham next week as well, but big event coming to Monticello in a couple of weeks with the Holiday Hoopla, uh, eight-team tournament that goes December 26th to the 28th uh, at the Seaver Center here. How how much fun is that tournament for you and, and the guys? Oh, the entire tournament's fun because the like even when we're not playing, we're together. We're coming to watch the other games, and it's a kind of a whole town event. Like all those sports, they all volunteer, running concessions and everything. So it's kind of cool to see, kind of everybody come together for the culmination in the winter mm-hmm. to kind of get the basketball tournament going, and then it's also just great basketball and Christmas. Drew, what was it like last year? I know you guys played Tuscola in the championship game. Uh, a lot of people out there for, for that game. Great game between you and, and the Warriors as well. Just what was it like, though, to be on the winning end of that and, and be able to celebrate a, a tournament title here at the, the Holiday Hoopla? Yeah, um, I forget the number of years, but it, it had been a while um, before that, I think, that, <laughs> that we had actually taken the title at our at our own tournament. Um, and I, I just remember like as a kid, like showing up, like knowing about the holiday hoopla, um, and that being a big thing and, you know, getting your, coming, getting your t-shirts and everything, like you're merged out. And, um, so then to, yeah, kind of be a part of it, um, for the first time was just cool. Like, okay, like, yeah, this is me. Like I'm kind of on the court now and yeah, just seeing the support from the community. Um, Monticello community has always been amazing at just supporting their athletes, supporting their programs, their school. Um, so yeah, just a great experience there. And, um, Coach, what's it been like seeing that tournament evolve through the years? Obviously, it's got a new home now with the Seaver Centers, but the the girls' tournaments played at the at Miller Gym too, and that's a great old timey venue that just packs the atmosphere in there at all. I know the Seaver Center is a little bit bigger, but just how was how has it evolved in your time here at Monticello? And I'm sure it's just a a proud event that you guys are able to host each and every uh, without Christmas. a doubt. And I I think um, you know I think uh, I always advertise that it's got the greatest hospitality room in the state, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's a tribute to our workers and, mm-hmm. and that's our community members, that's our parents. Uh, it's not just a basketball event; it's wrestling parents, it's mm-hmm. football parents, it's track, cross country, softball, baseball. Uh, it's it's a it's a Monticello Athletic Boosters or uh, mm-hmm. uh, fundraiser. So uh, it takes all of them. It takes the committee. It takes the the village to to put it on, and uh, they do a fantastic job of it. Um, 
you know, there's we have great teams that come into it. Uh, there's been years where we've had you know state ranked teams, multiple state ranked teams coming into it. So uh, we feel like the level of competition is always there. Uh, the fact that we have girls and boys at the same time is is unique. So uh, all the fans from Neoga can come up and they can support the girls team, and then they can walk to the next gym and uh, support the, the the boys team. So uh, it's just a great atmosphere unique environment in that regards and uh, as Will and Drew both said it's it, it's a community thing and uh, it's a lot of fun well I like to stay I call it home for the holidays you know we get to stay home we don't have to travel um, my family is from Neoga exactly. so they come up and uh, <laughs> uh, that's well. how I get to see my family <laughs> there you go a lot of fun every year for sure and uh, coach you mentioned brick and mortar doesn't necessarily build a uh, championships winning programs but brick and mortar nice to have want to go to will what's it like to have the Seaver center to to call home beautiful new facility now and it's what third year of of operation yeah so so my freshman year was when it was getting built and i just remember (laughs) being in miller gym like oh (laughs) (laughs) we go go down to the locker room it's like this dingy old locker room and then you go to Seaver center and we have two locker rooms yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then and then the trophy case outside everything in there is just like perfect when you walk in you're just like ready to play mm-hmm. i think we've added some stuff since it's been built like a couple logos on doors and stuff like that so it's kind of you walk in there you're in monticello territory now mm-hmm. and it's super nice for holiday hoopla and we can put multiple teams in there and multiple teams in miller gym mm-hmm. and then even if we had to we would go back and use more gym so it's kind of nice to have all three options drew take us into what a uh, once you get past the holidays and stuff once january rolls around conference play heats up you know big friday night home game what's it like for you during the day at school after school the build up to the game take us through what it's what it's like to be a monticello basketball player on on those fridays at all uh, yeah yeah game day t- game day definitely has a different feel than the rest um you know i like to get up i usually do like a bagel maybe okay. an egg we'll see okay. but but try to Scrambled, get a breakfast sunny side up I, I just i like a hard yolk oh um, all usually right. crispy okay. if it's got brown on there like okay. that's what i like <laughs> i'm sitting with my marshmallows like if my marshmallows look like charcoal i'm happy oh, man. um but uh and then uh school day um we get a um Actually, before that, dressed into our usually our uh, our uh, our track suits, okay. um, looking nice in those, and uh, <laughs> you know, complimenting all the other guys um, the their wear for the day during school day. Um, Who's got the best drip on the team? Best drip. I don't know. We're, we're, Is we're that pretty, what the kids say these days? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, one way over. <laughs> it's starting to go. We get too. much room to <laughs> visualize our drip, uh, but yeah. I mean, we got some guys with ankle braces, but <laughs> that, that's about it. Uh, that's above yeah, my head. Yeah. I, that yeah. wasn't a thing when I was in high Eli school. usually shows up with a hand wrap, Coach you know. Coach Mayer's got some nice kicks on during practice, okay. for sure. All right, sure. moving on from the attire, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, goes yeah. on the rest <laughs> of the day? Of course, of Sorry. Course. But no, um, school day, you know, always kind of forefront of the mind. Um, and um, then right after school, I like to go home, um, get a quick meal in. I have a... Uh, I got a massage gun like last Christmas, <laughs> and it's it's a game changer. It really is. And so usually usually take about fifteen minutes at home, just kind of getting the muscles loose, everything like that, um, making sure to staying hydrated, um, and of course showing up to the game. I usually get there like probably thirty minutes before JV starts, maybe a little before, just get shots up mm-hmm. um, before they take the court, make sure I'm feeling warm, loose, um, and then we get a couple opportunities throughout the JV game, um, halftime just to shoot and whatever, and then. Uh, 
about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the third quarter of the JV game. That's when we all go down. That's kind of our mark time. Is that kind of is a, a lot of nerves, adrenaline flowing at that time? Or? Yeah, I, I like being able to have a little bit of that time um, watching the JV game because you kind of get to see a little glimpse of what you're going to see for the varsity game. Mm-hmm. Usually they run some of the camp, same concepts because they're practicing together and everything. So for me, that – Kind of just watching that game helps my nerves settle by that point, I think. Right. Um, so by the, by the time we um, get down in the locker room, it's just kind of hyping each other up um, and just getting ready for uh, Coach to come in and give us his talk. Uh, then, Will, what's it like on a Friday night after a big Monticello home win? <laughs> Do you just go straight to bed? You're so exhausted? or well, well, take us Take us through what that's like at all. Uh, so usually we walk back to the locker room and the cheerleaders are – singing the best chant in the world and it's just v-i-c-t-o-r-y and that's when you're like yeah <laughs> then, then you go in the locker room usually pretty hype locker room after mm-hmm. a friday night win and then after that just kind of get ready go back home probably eat because i probably super hungry after that game because right. we go from four o'clock mm-hmm. to eight thirty, yeah and then usually just go straight to bed or i'll watch like illinois if they're playing okay fair enough there are some long, uh, long bus rides in the Illini Prairie Conference. Yes, um, I'm, I'm curious when you guys go on the road, who's got the aux cord on the bus? Who's who's controlling the music? What's a bus ride like going to Fairbury or Pontiac or, or, or Chillicothe? Yeah, or Chillicothe. <laughs> Our bus rides there are actually pretty silent because we want to get locked in for the game, and everybody's kind of got their own headphones and earbuds or whatever. But I look up sometimes. I see Coach and Coach Mary watching film up in the front. I'm like, okay. I'm getting ready to go. And usually the last 20 minutes is a little nervy sometimes for me. Mm-hmm. Just like getting off. And then once you get off the bus, everything kind of goes away. But you're just mm-hmm. kind of picturing in your head what the game will be like. Coach, is there a, uh, a national treasure like Buzz Seavers at all? And, and how much does he just mean to, to this program, this school, this community? I, I, I don't – Buzz is, is, is unique. Uh, I don't think there's another uh, person like him uh, in another district. Um, I, I, he has saved me <laughs> years uh, of, of watching film, doing stats. Uh, he is so valuable to the program. I, he, he is the all-star uh, night in and night out. Uh, he just does so much behind the scenes. Uh, you know, it, he's, he's enabled me to be able to coach as long as I have. Uh, you know, a lot of coaches get burned out because uh, they do have to go home after the game. You know, put in the VHS tape in the old days yeah. and, and watch and watch the film and then do every stat. And, Drew and uh, Willard is like, what's uh, a VHS tape? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, he, he is so valuable uh, just to our community as well, not just the basketball program, track, everything. Uh, he is so invested and, um, and and loved by all here at Monticello. Sievers is name synonymous with Monticello for, for good reason. Guys, that's about all the time we have. Uh, Drew Will and, and Kevin, appreciate your time. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Big one coming up against uh, Mater Die on Saturday. So good luck then. You guys sitting at four and three on the heels of a very successful 2021-22 campaign. We'll sneak in a quick break, and Matt and I will have a little more. You're listening to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Easy in access and awesome in content describes the News Gazette app, the one and only app you will need when it comes to your local news and events. The News Gazette mobile app delivers breaking news 24-7, comprehensive high school sports coverage, Tom Kasich's mailbag, and yes, even the obituaries. For only 40 cents per day, the News Gazette mobile app is a no-brainer. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order the News Gazette mobile app today. 
Welcome back to Monticello High School. Big thank you to Sage's head coach, Kevin Roy, and players Will Ross and Drew Shepard. Good interview. They, they had a lot to talk about. Uh, Monticello, uh, good at interviews and, and good at basketball, too. <laughs> well, uh, Kevin Roy's had a lot of success <clears throat> since 2006 when he took over. Yeah, two trips to the, uh, the state tournament, obviously, last year in Champaign, uh, and then in the mid-2010s uh, to Peoria as well with a fourth-place finish in, in Class 2A. And, uh, Joey, you saw... Uh, I don't know if they're a front runner to get to to state this year in our area, but they're certainly up there. Uh, and that St. Joseph Ogden, uh, the Spartans had a, a nice win Tuesday night in their home gymnasium, uh, 66 55 uh, against Danville. Uh, you were there. You had the call on a Facebook Live broadcast on the News Gazette Prep Sports Facebook page. Uh, what are your big takeaways from spending Tuesday night in, uh, in St. Joe? Well, how about this? I, I would feel comfortable saying. The Illini Prairie Conference is a front runner <laughs> to get to uh, the, the the final four in the state. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, St. Joe and, and Danville that was a it was a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. Really was Ty Pence stepping up, thirty five points, eleven rebounds. Was countered uh, Danville. Diddy Robinson had mm-hmm. I think he finished with twenty twenty six. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would have said twenty two. My memory shot yeah. uh, saw a lot of scoring last night. Yes. Uh, although. We've seen more scoring uh, from St. Joe this season. But, mm-hmm. yeah, 66 points, enough mm-hmm. to get the job done. Uh, Danville missed a, a number of free throws. I think that kind of sunk them late. But they just didn't have an answer for, for Ty Pence, um, mm-hmm. despite good play from Jonathan Ireland and O'Shawn Jones-Winslow. Uh, Pence keyed enough of St. Joe's offense, uh, facilitated nicely. Tanner Jacobs stepped up. Logan Smith stepped up and uh, saw a lot, of, a lot of threes, a mm-hmm. lot of attempted threes. Ty Pence, I don't, I don't know if it's by design. Maybe Kyle Duvall's letting him shoot some deeper threes to get used to the college line, but there were there were four or five shots he took from you know, from the logo from the logo, <laughs> yeah, you know, three or four uh, steps behind the three point mm-hmm. line. Made a couple of them. Uh, they weren't terrible looks. He, he's just so tough to stop. And um, you know, they're the Illinois State commit. He'll, he'll run into better players as mm-hmm. uh, as the Spartans move along. But he's he's a really good one and, and an exciting player to watch. Yeah, and uh, he's six six, two hundred pounds. He's added some bulk to his frame this off season and played football this past fall as well. He became an All State receiver in that sport after not playing since he was a, a freshman. And uh, I think he's playing probably a little more. Uh, free this season too uh-huh. doesn't have to impress uh, all the college coaches that are coming out and watching him now that he's signed with with Illinois State uh, last month and St. Joe's going to get tested here uh, coming up though uh, they've had their first six games all at home uh-huh. uh, and now they get to go on the road <clears throat> next Tuesday get to go to tough place to play at Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Gary Tidwell runs a, a great program over there with the Blue Devils and, and they're off to a solid start like they typically always are. Uh, and then they get to play Linton Stockton, a team from Indiana. They were supposed to play at the, the Tournament of Champions in Washington uh, right around Thanksgiving, but Linton Stockton football team was still on the, still playing, so uh, they pushed that game back. And then State Farm Holiday Classic at the end of the month in, in Blue Meets Normal. The Spartans are the top seed in the small school portion of, of that tournament. So, uh, yeah, there's 6-0 right now. Uh, if they're still undefeated going into January, then I think the – uh, the expectations raise even more than what they are, but uh, a mighty impressive win uh, Tuesday night uh, against Danville. What do you what do you take away from from seeing the Vikings in person, Joey? The Vikings have uh, Jenny Robinson's where it starts twenty six mm-hmm. points. He's only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Uh, great game uh, from the perimeter can go inside as well. O'Shawn Jones Winslow uh, maybe the the. the 
he he was who I was more excited to see. Not excited to see, mm-hmm. but he, he I was expecting maybe a, a little more from him going in. He was a little quieter in the offense. Was great on the glass, though. I don't want to mm-hmm. say he had a quiet game by any means, but uh, it was really Robinson leading the scoring. Uh, Jones Winslow stepped in as well, and I think Danville, just as the season goes along, they're going to have to find that third scoring option. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Jones Winslow and Diddy Robinson, I don't think they can quite carry the load, do everything Danville needs, but uh, they've, they've got uh, a number of players. Jonathan Ireland stepped up, hit a couple threes, ran into foul trouble. Um, if he can clean that up and not get four fouls so early, as he did last night, he'll be a big piece. Um, some guys stepping up off the bench. So I, you know, I think Danville is going to contend in the, in the Big 12, uh, certainly a, a, an opponent that I don't think anyone's going to be able to take lightly this season. And two other Big 12 teams uh, that you saw last Friday night, Joey in person at Combs Gymnasium, Champaign Central and Urbana. Uh, Central beat uh, your Tigers, 71-60. You're a proud Urbana alum, <laughs> Joey. Um I'll have to say hi to uh, <coughs> Travis Corson on the way out. Yeah, exactly. Monticello principal here. And then uh, Unity, though, Tuesday night, took down Champaign Central uh, 65-56. The Rockets topped the Maroons in Tolono. So uh, I don't really know what to make of the Big 12 area teams this year. Centennial picked up a win last night, beat Rantoul 68-56. The Chargers, though, were under 500 at 4-5 at and five this season. Central, I believe, is at 1-4. and four. Urbana is still winless this year. Mm-hmm. In the past, Central and Centennial, and sometimes even Urbana as well, have kind of led the charge uh, in the area, especially, obviously, among the big schools in our coverage area. But this year, it's it's a little lacking, it seems. It, it does. And of those three, I think Centennial is the best mm-hmm. team, if yeah. I had to say right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Lavin's squad uh, off to a decent start this year. Ur- Urbana and Central both have pieces. Chris Bush for the Maroons, mm-hmm. really good. Malcolm Morris for the Tigers, yep. uh, a great player. Um and that's kind of what it turned into on Friday night. It was Chris Bush versus Malcolm Morris, <laughs> yeah. by and large. But uh, I think they're both those teams are just looking up and down the roster, kind of in the same spot Danville is for other guys who can step up, whether that's uh, Gideon Capongo, perhaps for Urbana Sr., who's been there, uh, uh, been a, a key piece for, for a number of years for that mm-hmm. roster. Uh, Central, uh, you know, Chris Chen mm-hmm. is a, a name. He He's... Uh, He's had a, a couple of good games this season, uh, among a myriad of guys on both rosters. So we'll see what we see there. But uh, the, the Big Twelve overall, I, I don't want to say is is down, but almost it okay. does feel it's down. a little it down. Does feel it, a little it, down. it is down. Yeah, yeah it feels down it. from from years <laughs> it's, past. It's not what obviously, they still have uh, two months left to to kind of prove uh, what they are as a as a conference. But yeah, they don't really have kind of that that one team that kind of stands head, above, head and shoulders above no, everyone. No, community's not what they've been in mm-hmm. years past. Normal West is is good, not great. Uh, Bloomington in a shootout against Prairie Central last week fell mm-hmm. short. 96 to 89. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you look at Peoria. Peoria Notre Dame and uh, and Peoria played a good one last night. Uh, buzzer beating finish. Buzzer beating three half court shot to mm-hmm. win it after a, a three to to tie it. So yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it is down. Although I, it's going to be competitive. Yeah, you know, exactly. It seems like everyone's kind of down at the same time. Yeah, so no, we'll that's see what a good happens. Point. Uh, also, too, uh, Tuscola boys basketball picked up uh, a win Tuesday night in Broadlands. They beat Heritage 54-22, and the uh, reason I bring this up is Justin Bozarth, their six-year head coach who was on extra prep when we recorded down Tuscola a few weeks ago, got his 100th career win in charge of Tuscola, so uh, pretty cool to see. He's in his sixth season coaching at his alma mater and uh, already got to, to win number 100. 
just got a chance to add to it really quickly. They uh, play Saragorda Bement uh, Wednesday night as we record this on Wednesday afternoon. And then they've got two games this weekend against Argento Orient and, and Tri-County as well. Uh, big girls game uh, Thursday night in Tuscola. It's the Cola Wars. Uh, you've got uh, Tuscola sitting at 12-0, and state-ranked. The only unbeaten area girls team left for us. Arcola is not bad this year, though. They're sitting at six and one. They've won five straight, and uh, should be a doozy of a game down in Tuscola. I know Kyle Nikes is planning on being there Thursday night, so we'll have coverage in in Friday's uh, News Gazette. And one other quick prep note: when we're talking about the the colas, uh, Joey doesn't have his Coke and Pepsi cans here oh. like he, he did <laughs> earlier this year. And sadly, there's not going to be a Cola Wars football game in 2023. No. Uh, no Arcola Tuscola on the football field next year. Uh, kudos to to Nick Lindsay, the uh, Arcola principal, athletic director, and now former football coach, uh, decided to step away after six seasons in charge of the Purple Riders. He's got two young children, wanted to spend some more time with them and, and his, his wife, and I uh, totally understand that, having three young children of my own. Uh, that time flies by. and uh, Nothing but the best to him moving forward. Eager to see who... Uh, Arcola gets to replace uh, Lindsay on the sidelines. He'll have a pretty good say in it since he is the principal and AD still at, at Arcola. But uh, Arcola, one of the more tradition-rich football programs in our area. Uh, Lindsay kept that going, went 41-18 and 18 in his tenure there, took the Purple Riders to state corner finals twice. Uh, so uh, just best of luck to him moving forward, and hopefully he can spend some Friday nights in the fall with his family and not worrying about uh, – Lincoln Prairie Conference. Opponents. Now he can take them to the exactly. games and watch his exactly. Fan. And people talk about the crazy hours NFL and college coaches work, but even at the high school level, oh, yes. even at a small school mm, uh, like Arcola, school. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you've got a, a lot on your plate and factor in being the superintendent. The print or the, the athletic director, and athletic and director. And not He's not superintendent no, yet. No, not yet. yet. <laughs> that, that's coming soon. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's got uh, a little less on his plate now. But uh, all right, you got a lot on your plate, Joe. You want to wrap this up? This I think week? so. We've okay. uh, we've gone about ten minutes here. I okay. think that's good. No, we've covered a lot of ground yeah. in the last ten minutes. Covered yeah. a lot of ground as well with uh, Monticello head coach Kevin Roy and boys basketball players Will Ross and Drew Shepard. Appreciate their time. They've got a, a number of big games coming up. Holiday Hoopla just after Christmas. Uh, chief among the, the games on the Sages schedule here. And we'll uh, we'll see how they fare. Best of luck to them. Appreciate everyone listening to Extra Prep this week at Monticello. Plenty more coming up in weeks to come. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This is good extra prep.